know if you remember us <laughs> or recognize us. We're bad. We just we we do apologize, you know, for the people who truly do tune in yeah. and are faithful to watching. The end of the summer was just not kind to us. No, it was a busy end of the summer. Between you being at um, camp, yeah. last week us doing fair, and us just being like, we don't really have time to yeah. do this yeah. fit in. Uh, but alas, we are yes. back today to yes. continue walking through the Bible. Yeah. Um, and today we find ourselves talking about um, a rather important yes. moment in... This moment we've been waiting for in all human this history. Time. Yeah, because I, I forgot. Yeah. Like it, this... Recording here, we still haven't officially jumped into the New Testament, but right. we do today, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit today uh, about a couple different things in, in Jesus' life and ministry. We're going to talk kind of briefly a little bit about Jesus' birth. Yes, which is a very important part uh, of this Way important, all right. So we'll talk a little bit Matthew, and what I find is going to happen in this is, unlike in the Old Testament when we're going through the Bible, everything, for the most part, except for a couple spots, really moves along pretty chronologically, you know, in a, in a pretty sequential way. Um, the New Testament, at least as we are in the Gospels here for the next couple of months, are not going to be necessarily that. There's a lot of kind of you know, you're gonna we're gonna be a Matthew, and then we're gonna be a Mark, mm -hmm. and we're gonna be back a Matthew again and stuff. And really, and truly, a, a lot of it's not lined up necessarily chronologically. It's just right. very even in the gospel, individual gospels, some of them yeah, we understand that too. The gospels are not like chronological. They're not. And, and if, I'm sorry if that's a. I should probably just back up for a little <laughs> bit. If that's a surprise to you that the story of the gospels and the story of Jesus. Um, birth and his life and his ministry and his death and resurrection is not in chronological order, then that's another discussion for another yes. rap episode. Yeah. Um, we could, we could seriously take an entire oh episode. Oh my land, my could path. we not? Yeah. We, we could take several episodes to walk through life of Jesus and different phases of Jesus' life and ministry. Uh, but just suffice it to say that what we're going to be doing over the next two months is really what I would call a survey of the Gospels. Yeah. And I say that very intentionally because we are not going to cover every story in the Gospels. We're not going to cover every healing and every miracle and every teaching and every word. We're just going to cover, again, what we've been trying to do this entire time this whole year is to catch this thread of what goes through uh, the entire Bible. And that happens in Jesus' birth, I think. Mm -hmm. Now, we often come in December and we start talking about Jesus' birth and the wise men and the shepherds and the angels and all this stuff. And we really miss, I believe, what is the core emphasis of everything about Jesus' birth. And it comes in, I think, one verse in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. The angel says to Joseph, you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Mm -hmm. That, it, to me, is the line, not just of Matthew, but I, le I believe the entire gospel. And as I, we've been kind of working through these messages, you still continue. And I guess what? It's the same theme that's happened from, from Genesis yeah. 1. Yeah. Salvation. Salvation. Uh, salvation, salvation, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming all this time throughout the Old Testament. And yeah. salvation looks like it's off the tracks. Salvation looks like it's going to be snuffed out. And finally we get to Matthew 1, and, and in a very real sense, God's salvation has been with his people all of this time in the Old Testament. But in the ultimate sense, salvation is here. I feel like I want to break yeah. into a Hillsong song. <laughs> but we can't do that. We can't do that. Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, can't, get, can't. we'll get shut we'll down. Get, we we'll get flagged. <laughs> we have the CCLI for that, but I don't yeah. really know how that works all that. <laughs> Anyways. Salvation is here in Matthew chapter 1 is Jesus. And, and again, like think about this, by the yeah. way. Um, a number of other ways that 
Jesus could have come into this world. Well, yeah, and I think that's kind of, I think for the Jew, the Jewish people at the time, I think that's probably why it went somewhat unnoticed. Yeah. Is just because they were expecting this conquer king. Yep. And they get a... God brings a baby, baby. you know? And, and so the, he wasn't even on their radar. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about I this. mean, they should... He should have been because the, the prophecies did talk about that. Yeah. But... And as, I'll, as we'll find out as we continue to study and what I'm currently studying right now as we're filming this are the Beatitudes and this Messiah fever that was at a... Mm. It's height and it's zenith in the first century. Um, yeah, it's like how people... And that was because of the oppression of, of the Romans on, on their... I mean, because they were really looking for Jesus to come, or the Messiah to come, and, and take liberate, care of liberate them yeah. from their oppression, absolutely. Right. And uh, so Jesus comes, yeah, but he doesn't come in a way... And, and again, like this is going to be what we talk about for probably a couple months now. Everything that Jesus does and what God does through Jesus... It's completely unexpected. It's yeah. completely backwards. It's completely contrary to our own thinking. And that comes right off the bat in his birth. Right. You're like, like a baby. son of God, God himself, <laughs> yeah. and a baby. But I think it really communicates, doesn't it, the essence of the gospel and the essence of who God is. Yeah. That God comes in the most unexpected, silent, quiet subversive way possible mm. that he comes to identify with he, he becomes lowly to identify with the lowly yeah um and i think that's super important to really catch right off the bat from his his birth that he is coming to bring salvation but he's doing it in a way that is right. utterly right. unexpected yeah. and blows our minds frankly he didn't show up at the palace he showed up in front of shepherds absolutely yeah. in a cave and i often think to myself and i hear people ask this a lot and I think it's important for us to ask this question a lot, is um, if we would have been there in first century Jerusalem and Jesus showed up on the scene, what would we have done? <laughs> and more often than not, what we find out is the people who we usually roast and point a finger at and you silly people, we would have likely been those very people yeah. that would have completely... Because the truth of the matter is, for the most part, in the grand scope of everything, only a few people really understood and got what Jesus was yeah. talking about. Yeah. You know, we just see a very key, some key figures at the beginning of Jesus' life. Certainly Mary and Joseph are confused and they're kind of like, I, I don't know how to take this all in, but I believe what you say, God. And I believe this is, I, I believe that Mary and Joseph believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Now, I think it was a lot to get to there and a lot mm -hmm. to unravel in and that. And I don't and think they, they truly got it. No, I mean, probably, no. Probably until his death. No, yeah. And, uh, and many, many people will believe that even by the time of Jesus' death, Joseph is, is himself dead and off the scene. Um, but yeah, it took them a long time, and you see that throughout all the Gospels of this family. is like, who is this nutball? And like, just, Jesus, let's come home now. And Jesus like, no. Um, but I think that they eventually got to the point where they understood that there was something unique about Jesus um, and that he uh, was Messiah. We talk in, in Luke chapter 2 about um, Simeon uh, and Anna, mm -hmm. prophet, prophetess in the temple area. They get it. And then outside of that, really, like the whole story of the Gospels is about 12 guys that kind of sort of get it. <laughs> One kills himself. 
and they really don't get it. Actually. And sometimes you think, oh, they've got it, and then the next you're like, oh yeah, they didn't. Quite, they really don't they get, it get it until yeah. after Jesus' death and his resurrection, and I really believe his ascension. And then we come into Acts chapter two, mm-hmm. day of Pentecost, and I believe that is the moment. And the reason I believe it is because of Holy Spirit coming right. in Acts chapter 2, filling these men, and they finally are like, oh. And Jesus says that, doesn't he? Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't grasp this, and you can't get the fullness of what this is about until I'm gone. Yeah. And I think that's a very important thing, too. This is a little bit of an aside. We didn't really <laughs> talk about this with Jesus' birth, but like so much of understanding embrace and embracing Jesus and who he is and what he's talking about doesn't often happen until, like, it seems like the 11th hour. Of when Jesus gives to these guys the commission, and now I'm gone. Yeah. Like, suddenly these, and and, and we'll talk about this more because we're going to get to the book of Acts later, but I want to give a little preview. Like, suddenly the stakes are really raised, aren't they? Yeah. When we are finally left to ourselves and it's like, I've trained you for this, I've equipped you for this, now it's time for you to do this. Yeah. And so that's Jesus coming and Jesus coming on his birth. And then what we kind of skip to, it seems like, is like, whoa, we just like missed a whole lot of Jesus' life <laughs> and him growing up and him being a teenager. We could talk about those things, but uh, they are really... Uh, not, and scripture doesn't give us a lot of that. No, not really. It doesn't give us a whole lot. It gives us more than I think a lot of people give it credit for. Um, but what we want to kind of shift to and transition to is a little bit of, of Jesus' uh, healing ministry. Yeah. Um, and so Jesus, as he comes onto the scene and begins his ministry, he begins it with a lot. And you'll notice this about Jesus' ministry. He does a lot of his healing and miracles in the beginning part of his ministry. And it's not because he's trying to establish some great following but he's trying to show very clearly who he is right. without saying who he is. It's his, his calling card, as it, as it will. Yeah, yes, his, exactly. His. So he does a lot of this towards the early part of his ministry. And so we'll transition. We kind of talk and we looked uh, in the book of Mark and talking out of Mark chapter 5, specifically about one healing that Jesus does. Um, not one. He does actually a couple for two different people. And again, what we could do is we get caught up and sit here and talk for the next 15, 20 minutes about healing and all the nuances of it and what it really means. <clears throat> but it's very interesting of the, who the people are that Jesus does this healing for. Um, one of them we are introduced to right at the, begin, well, at the beginning of the st- uh, section in Mark 5 is Jairus, uh, who is the local synagogue leader, a man of great reputation and respect, uh, well-known. Um, and he comes, and what's this problem that he has? His daughter's sick. Not just sick. He's like, my daughter is about to die. Yeah. I know it. She's on death's door. And in a very overlooked um, but very powerful moment, what does it say Jesus does? So he, I mean, it's, it's, it's very simple. Like, yeah. He goes with Jairus. Yeah. I want to he help. Follows. I yeah. want to. I want to help. Because I believe what happens and what all of this is 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 prefaced by is the fact that Jairus had the faith to come to Jesus. Right. And Jairus was risking a lot. He was risking his standing. He was ric- r- risking being ridiculed by the rest of the Pharisees and religious leaders. Um, but we said this many times in this. And he's, uh, he doesn't hide about it either. No. Like he comes right out to Which is Jesus interesting, right? Because we, in we remember another story where a Pharisee comes to mm-hmm. Jesus, but he does it under the cover of, of darkness. Yeah. Nicodemus in John 3, yeah. he does this out in broad daylight. And we said this many times, I said it many times in the sermon, that desperate people do desperate things. His, his being 
laughed at by the religious leaders and scorned by the religious leaders and possibly losing everything in his standing and his status and his, his money and whatever he has is less important to him than his daughter. Which I, that's just, stop there and that's a big moment. Yeah. That he comes out and he comes in faith and he says, Jesus, come to my house, put your hands on my daughter and he healed her. Um, that's, that's a faith moment right yeah. there. Well, there's no doubt. It, it, it doesn't read in hopes that she'll get better. It's, I, I know like, you can I do know, this. I know because I've heard about you. Yeah. I've heard what you have done, yeah. and now I want this for my daughter and for right. myself. And then we get in the midst of this, this really weird kind of like, wait a minute, what just happened here? And he's like, <laughs> I saw on the way to Jairus' house, and all of a sudden a woman appears in the story. You're like, where did this woman come from? And that's really kind of the... Um, whole point of this woman is like she is such a forgotten part of society yeah she has had a bleeding problem for 12 years which we know if we know our jewish ceremonial law which no a lot of us probably don't (laughs) but let's just suffice it to say that if you're bleeding profusely continually for 12 years you're unclean yeah nobody wants to be around you're not welcome in town you're not welcome in town you're not welcome at the temple you're not welcome at the synagogue so Again, right off the bat, we get this contrast between these two people, a man who has standing and reputation and is well-known, and a woman who nobody knows yeah. anymore. Yeah. So what's her name? You know, like probably around town, like she's, oh, oh, oh the bleeding woman, right? Yeah. And like, stay away. Um, she has no family to speak of. She's probably not been loved, touched, hugged, embraced, noticed, valued in over a decade. That's a long time. Yeah. And she has a very different way of approaching Jesus, but it's also, I believe, uh, an approach that's full of faith. It says that she crawls up behind Jesus and she thinks to herself, if I can just touch his robe. I, and again, the words are, I will be healed. Not maybe, yeah. not kind of, sort of, or eventually, I, I will be healed. Yeah. And it's, this is very interesting. She comes up and she touches his, his clothes and she, it says at once she can tell in her body that she's been healed. And Jesus at the same time knows that healing power has gone out from him and he starts to look around and scan the crowd. And he says, who touched me, basically? What do the disciples do? It's like, Jesus. Look at all these people. What is, look, at, look at that. You know, it's like tens yeah. to possibly hundreds of people that are around you and you're asking who touched you. I mean, everybody. People are probably pushing up against you at this point. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They're being kind of mauled and mobbed. And who, who hasn't touched, touched, who hasn't touched you? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> But I believe this is a really big distinction here. There were a lot of people in that crowd who were close to Jesus, but there was one woman who touched him and experienced healing right. because she came in. That was a touch of faith. Faith. Yeah. Jesus singles her out and says, who touched me? And she, it says, this is very interesting. It says she comes to Jesus with, in fear and trembling. And we would think, why, why did that happen? Why does she come to him in fear and trembling? Most people would say, well, she's afraid because she got found out. I think she is afraid because she, when she touched, touched Jesus' clothes, found out exactly what power mm. he had. It's almost the same story as you remember in Mark chapter 4. The disciples are crossing the Sea of Galilee. The storm comes up and mm-hmm. Jesus says, silence. And in an instant, it's calm. Yeah. And it says at that moment, they are and, afraid. Yeah, his, own, his own disciples are Because they have seen the power, the true yeah. power and majesty of Jesus, and they know who he is. And I think that's why this woman is 
it's trembling. Partly maybe because like, oh my land, I'm being singled out in public. I shouldn't even be here around right. all these people. Right. But I think that she... Because as far as they know, she's still unclean. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I think she is mostly trembling and she's mostly fearful because she has just had a chance to behold the power yeah. of God. Yeah. That, that'll, that'll set you back a couple notches, won't it? <laughs> and what does he say in the most tender moment as he does this, as he heals and she says, it says that she tells him everything, the whole truth of everything. And he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And then, when, oh, by the way, forgot we were in this story uh, with Jairus, right? Yeah. Um, that he goes to Jairus' house and he's like, don't, don't worry. He's like, she's only asleep. Yeah. To which. Well, and, and I think we don't want to forget either Jairus' faith when his servant comes up to him and, and actually tells him, hey, dead. your daughter's dead. Yeah. It, 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 for most of us at that point, everything would have stopped and been yeah. like, well, yeah. well, well what's, what's the use? But they continue on. Jesus says, she's only asleep. Everybody laughs at him. And he says, okay, so here's the deal. Um, the rest of you are not going to get to see what I'm about to do. But mom, dad, Peter, James, John, come with me and get up, little girl. She comes back to life. Man, imagine how that expanded the faith of those three disciples and that mom and dad. Yeah. And he did, like, this is the greatness of Jesus, right? He doesn't have to come out and say, I am God. Oh, look at me. Like, doesn't have to. Just by his actions and his attitudes and his words and the way that he treats people and the way that he approaches people, it gives a very clear image of, I am the one you've been waiting for. Yeah. Now, he adds a lot around that and gives some scripture and gives a whole bunch of different little clues. Yeah, like, I feel like Jesus all the way along the way, if we really read the Gospels for what they are and pay attention to them, he's like um, Hansel and Gretel, leaving little breadcrumbs to get to, to <laughs> just keep, oh, wow, we arrived at the truth of who Jesus is. But I think in this story as well, too, to kind of take it all in is the greatness of who Jesus is yeah. um, and what he's trying to signal with his ministry I know we talked a little bit about that, about his birth, but in this moment in Mark chapter 5, that Jesus comes and he simultaneously comes for a person who is a somebody in Jairus and somebody who is a nobody yeah. in this unnamed woman. She never even gets a name. That's yeah. how, how irrelevant she is to the story at first. And that's how most people looked at her. You are worthless. And like, I, I can't say this enough, but you're watching this right now and you're thinking to yourself, what worth do I have? Hmm. What do I mean to anybody? I don't feel like I mean much to anybody. I feel like I'm just kind of ignored and left to the side. Is that Jesus not only says it to this woman, but I think he be I believe he says this to each one of us if we're, if we're listening, is that uh, you are treasured hmm. and you are precious yeah. and you are prized. Um, and that's what he says to this woman, that Jesus comes for the somebodies, and he also comes for the nobodies. But the beauty of what we said is that when Jesus' kingdom, as Jesus brings this new kingdom, he eventually, essentially is saying, I'm breaking down all those divisions. There is no somebody, nobody, inside, outside, meaningful, not meaningful. Paul would say it later on in his letters, there is no Jew, Greek, slave, free, man, woman. There's none of that. There are just... Faithful people yeah. who step into this kingdom like Jairus and like this unnamed woman. By the way, you ever think of that when you get to heaven? You're like, I want to I I meet this woman. Yeah. Like, I want to know what her name is. 
you know, because she never gets a name. But that doesn't really matter in the scope of the story because both of them came that day for healing and they received a ton more. Which, by yeah. the way, is a great commentary on who Jesus is. We always go to Jesus for something, but we, we get, get so, so much, much more. more. Yeah. Jairus came for a healing. We come to Jesus broken and not worthy, and we experience his love. Yeah, in his adoption, adoption. we become sons and daughters. Yeah. And so, yeah, Jairus comes looking for a healing. What's he get by the end of the story? It gets way more than healing. He gets a resurrection. Yeah. That's pretty huge. Uh, a woman comes for healing from a, a problem she's had for over a decade, and she doesn't just get a healing. She gets to be and called a daughter of yeah. God. That's huge. She, 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 she has come from the outside and she has brought, been brought inside. And again, that's such a, a current that flows in all of the story of Jesus as he's trying to communicate that to people. I don't care how far outside you think you are. Right. You come to me in faith. And you're my and God child. God brings you yeah. into that family, adopts you into that family. You yeah. are my child. Yeah. How awesome is that to think of? I mean, like the, the, the God of the universe, the creator of all things, the Alpha, the Omega calls you his yeah you know yeah. And, and that's i think that's that's the heart of the gospel is not like identifying and, and accepting that those terms of adoption mm. and saying i give you everything in yeah. return he gives you way more than you can even yeah. dream of yeah. and that's the thing too is, is like not only do uh, we we bring what do we bring to god in all of our brokenness <laughs> Problems. Nothing. Yeah, a big old ball of mess. <laughs> ball of we, mess. we bring him nothing, yeah. and yet he gives us everything. everything. Yeah, and that's just that's powerful, and that shows up in this story in Mark five, and it shows up all through the gospels and all the things that Jesus does. Is you know we'll talk about that here in a few weeks. We get to talk about, or maybe next time we can talk about the beatitudes. You know, and that's the first part. Right. Blessed are the poor in spirit. We realize we have nothing to bring to God. Don't worry. Yeah, the kingdom is yours. Yeah. Well, I wow. think that's why it's so, such a beautiful thing. I mean, because I mean, the, the woman, the unnamed woman, had nothing to bring to Jesus, and as as you know, high and mighty as Jairus was, he really had nothing to bring to Jesus. You know? Yeah, great. It's that great Doesn't matter equalizer. how much we have or how little we have. We have yeah, nothing. We have nothing. Yeah. We have nothing whatsoever, and yet. God and His infinite mercy and grace through Jesus yeah. and the power of the Spirit gives us everything. Yeah, that's what we call. And I, I brought that up. We'll kind of end on this here too. Is what, that's what many people and theologians will call the great exchange. Mm. That we give Jesus all of our contamination and our brokenness, and He absorbs that in, and He gives to us all of His acceptedness and His righteousness. Yeah. Um, and so, G and so God, the Father, sees us through Jesus and who yeah. he is. Um, and that's, that's the beauty of the gospel. And again, I think it's important. Math according to grace. Math right? according to grace. never makes sense, right, does yeah. it? But it's a math according to grace. And again, as always, you know, we would be very, very uh, mistaken if we did not give that very clear call. You know, for anybody who would come across this and watch this uh, either uh, today or any day uh, from here on out, um, that if you are just kind of asking yourself, I mean, I really like this. I really like what I hear about this and this Jesus and who he is. This is way different than I've ever heard before. Um, how in the world do I become a part of the kingdom? How in the world do I become a son or a daughter? Faith. Faith.
Just, just like Jairus and the woman. Faith. Complete yeah. and absolute and total surrender and unreserved faith that we place our lives into the hands of God and say, you do what I could never do on my own. Um, that's the beauty of it. Um, and that's what it looks like to come into the kingdom. Nothing but faith. And so we pray that this uh, has helped your faith grow a little yeah. bit. Or maybe uh, you're watching something I said and you're like, I don't know if I ever had any sort of faith at all. That this is the beginning point of your uh, coming to faith uh, in Christ. And so we, we would rejoice in that and we would be excited about that. And as always, we will always put it out there. There are plenty of ways to get a hold of us. Uh, and we would love to talk with you more about what that looks like to uh, not just come into a relationship with Christ, but to continue a relationship with Christ, grow in it, um, and what that looks like. And so we would love uh, to talk with you. Uh, we love doing this uh, on mostly weekly basis. Mostly but weekly. We're going to yeah. get back in our yeah. rhythm now here. We're going yeah. to get in the flow again. Um, so we hope you enjoyed this time. We love having you, and we will see you next time. See you guys. Mm -hmm.